You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 The correct Jordan Harris Stadium time is 8.53 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast brought to you by the friendly folks at collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It's I, Drew Croson, at Center Crow 2 on Twitter. You can find me at Center Crow on Venmo in my stylish Homefield Apparel t-shirt. They're not a sponsor, but they should be. To one side of me, not here today, is the rumor monger Ryan S. Starrett, but always here, steadfast at the ready, bringing you the full Fort Payne ASMR you pay so much money for, the AU Chief. Hello. Hello, guten Tag, guten Abend, actually, guten Abend. Guten Abend. Um, to the other side of me, bringing you from where are you in Vicksburg or something, James? <laughs> Vicksburg, Pearl, Mississippi. Pearl, Mississippi. Okay, from the one state that you can say "snow you later" to as you leave Mississippi, James Jones. Hello, at Wilkeman. I is Mississippi the the worst state of the 50? Like if you yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Alabama is 49. Or, or, depends on how you think of it, the best, because <laughs> it uh, keeps you from being the worst. Well, I would say... It's true. Louisiana north of 10 is really lucky it is in its own state, because it would be yeah. 51st. Well, that's like Georgia outside of Atlanta. Well, that's there's really pretty parts of Georgia outside of Atlanta. Well, well, that's true. There are no pretty parts of Mississippi. No, no, it's just bears. And like everywhere you go, it's like, oh, also there's bears here. Like this place stinks, and there's bears. I wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, northern Mississippi is like Alabama, where there weren't any bears uh, like 20 years ago, and now there are. People smuggled bears in. Oh no! They just you know migrated. They just kind of migrate, yeah. Re- yeah re- they've out. reclaimed their old stomping grounds. Is uh, more like they moved north, started in south. They got the SEC network. Want to see what it's all about? Yeah. <laughs> and also joining us, bringing your shooty hoops. It's Will McLaughlin, Doctor McLaughlin. Greetings, guys. Howdy. I have a I have a question off the top of the show. So today, I think it was today. The pro-am that Auburn coaches always play in, pairings were announced, and Fred Couples is playing with Charles Barkley and Brian Harson, and I want to say somebody else. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Okay. And there's one other, but I can't remember who it is. Got, uh, Bruce not playing. Because I don't think Bruce golfs, which then brings up is – Playing golf a requirement of of being an SEC college football coach? Because I noticed Nick Saban's name 
absent from this golf tournament. No, he's on there. Oh, he is? Oh, yeah. He's playing with Ernie Els. Okay. Okay, so that – okay, Almost as boring. I make my case. Oh, Bill, Bill Bubba Bussy is the other uh, uh, right. part of – Bubba from Rick and Bubba. Yeah. So I stand, I stand corrected. However, my case is solid. Can you be an SEC football coach and not play golf? Because like, what if Brian Harson was like, "Nah, I don't play golf." Would people be like, "Coach Harson not playing in this tournament, man? He's not really one of us." I think uh, I I I almost think it's you have to be a coach. You have to uh, you have to play some golf. I don't think Bruce does. That's, Bruce has played in one of these before. I thought, mm-hmm. but. You know, he's not in this one, so clearly – I just mean – I meant football coach when I said coach. You know? Right. Yeah, football is football is where it really matters. But, you know, I can't think of – obviously, Gus played. Tuberville played. Tuberville was terrible. Um, he's playing this year, too. Yeah, he's yeah. he's with uh, someone I've never heard he's of He's playing in this – oh, my gosh. With Colin with Montgomery. Country going to run itself, I guess. <laughs> with Monty? Yeah, Monty and Tuberville will get along just fine. Great. (laughs) Poor VJ Singh's got to play with Greg McElroy. I bet that. I was feeling sorry. I was feeling sorry for Long John Daly having to play with Clay Travis. I bet they're best buds, man. (laughs) It's Eddie George, Clay Travis, Taylor Hicks, and Ryan Brown. That what a Eddie George is awful group. Eddie George is like, what did I do? To get in this group, <laughs> all Clay hey, Travis is, might might kill one of them. All hey, Clay hey, Travis is going to do is try to convince the rest of them all this nonsense, and then John Dan is going to believe it, and then retweet it the whole time. Eddie George knew head football coach at Tennessee State, by the way. That's right. That's, why, he, that's why he's in this, I assume. How are they doing? How is D? Am I watching the football right now? The spring football. Uh, well, I know uh, that I know that Alabama A and M won the SWAT championship. So Dion did not win. Is, no, 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 because and, and I'll tone down the volume for for everybody out there. Two, five, six. <laughs> Alabama A and M Bulldogs, yeah. Uh, Jacksonville that is beat, correct. Jacksonville State beat Davidson in the playoffs this past weekend. Or no, uh, uh, that was last weekend. They beat Delaware yesterday. No, Delaware beat them yesterday. They lost to Delaware yesterday. Yep. Blue Hens. I, try, uh, I tried to tune in North for Dakota. part of that. And, uh, San uh, Houston State could. did eliminate uh, North Dakota State. Let's go Cats. San Houston State yeah. is the <laughs> only university that is also in the same town as a replica of an electric chair in a museum. Huh. Is, old, is that where old Sparky is over there? That is the uh, – yeah, Huntsville, Texas is where the uh, yeah. Texas State Penn is, and they have a Texas State Penitentiary Museum. Huh. And you can go see all the different ways that the state of Texas has chosen to execute its civilians. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's <laughs> a big drag, but I'm sure – and luckily, I didn't live close enough growing up to go to that, but I bet you there are a bunch of fourth and fifth graders who have been to that a thousand times. <laughs> On field trips, like I did to the East Texas Oil Museum in Kilgore, Texas, which is a snooze fest. 
can't tell you how many times people have gotten Huntsville, Alabama and Huntsville, Texas confused when I've been talking to them and also Fort Payne and Fort Wayne, Texas. So uh, Huntsville, Alabama is markedly better than Huntsville, Texas. And I say that as a person who stands Texas, but I would, Huntsville, Alabama is actually like enjoyable to be around. There's like this, like, there's this like uh, moribund bleakness. <laughs> The, no, the only, no, that's an Atmore here. <laughs> yeah. The only song that I can think of that calls out any city of Huntsville, whether it's uh, at least by name, whether it's Alabama or Texas or wherever, is uh, I believe Jason Boland had Christmas in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the most depressing songs you could ever listen to because it's about Huntsville, Texas. And Jeez Louise. Spending Christmas in prison. There's just a yeah, darkness about the whole town. <laughs> What about really Fort is. Wayne, Fort Wayne, Texas. I don't know no, where Fort Wayne. I know where Fort Bend is. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, but there, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a Fort Wayne, Texas too. But yes, oh, Fort Wayne. Yeah. There is a Fort Wayne, Indiana. There's an Italy. That's Texas. the more famous one. There's an Italy, Texas. Yeah. There's a little Texas, Alabama. There's a Texas, Australia. It's an amazing. It's an amazing country. All right, guys. The first question that I wanted to ask you after the golf question was we were talking a little bit on the. College Magnolia Slack group chat about rewatchable games. And it started because we were talking about, we were probably talking about the 2004 Auburn Tigers, if I had to guess. It kind of is a, the 04 Tigers versus the 13 Tigers is kind of a source of constant conversation on our group chat. What is the one, I asked on the chat, what is the one? non-Iron Bowl, non-championship trophy winning game that you have gone back and rewatched the most in football. And for me, it's the 14 LSU game. For whatever reason, I've watched it a million times. And I want to say the 13 or 14 A&M, I've watched a bunch of times too. The one that ended in Carl Lawson sacking Johnny Manziel. I think that was 14. Uh, 13. 13. 13, you mean D Ford. Yeah, D Ford. Yeah. So D Ford sacks Manziel the last play of the game. That's the one that I've rewatched a ton of times. That one rules. Yeah, that's thirteen. It's phenomenal. So which one? What are you guys non non Iron Bowl slash non championship game rewatchables? So by sheer number of times that I've watched it, it's actually probably. 1990 Florida State, owing to me being the uh, the longest suffering of, of sure. all of us, but uh, it, it, well, it's it's me and and Drew McCracken. Uh, the 90 Florida State game was one that my parents taped it because it's it was going to end too late because it was an ESPN kickoff. And it was going to end too late for for me to go to the entire game, so I was left at home. It was the last game that I missed from 1990 up until 2000. Well, it would have been 98 when we moved. Um, I've probably watched that one the most. If I was going to pick one that is my favorite to rewatch, though, it's either 14 LSU or uh, 2004 Tennessee the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
really, you only need the first half of that game because Tuberville being Tuberville, we didn't do anything <laughs> in the second half. We really just ran into the ground constantly. Uh, but the first half of that game is absolutely perfect. I mean, we went to halftime 31-3 uh, and wound was, up winning 34-10. Well, well, the, the backstory on that uh, is also that it was supposed to be a like highly competitive game, and Tennessee had these oh, yeah. two great quarterbacks that uh, were going to give us all kinds of trouble, and uh, that's oh, not yeah, what it happened. Was top 10, it was a top-10 matchup. We had college game day. It was – really the first time that college game day ever had a guest come in and give picks along with games. And that mm-hmm. was Charles Barkley. Yeah. And of course, Charles's famous quote, quote before that game was uh, for Tennessee, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but that's the train coming through. <laughs> <It's Auburn. laughs> and the Tennessee fans close to game day were not so appreciative of that. Uh, but, he wound up being quite prophetic because there has, I don't know that there's ever been a game where two teams seemed so closely matched before the game started. And then one just absolutely came out and, and beat the other team to death. If whatever Auburn wanted to make the final score of that game is that that's what it would have been. Yeah. Most Tennessee fans left when Courtney Taylor scored the touchdown to make it 31-3 right before the end of the half. Mm. It was phenomenal. And is one of honestly, it is still my favorite road game that I've ever been to. Yeah, I wish I could have gone to that game. 04 um, Tennessee is the only road game I went to in 04. And it was incredible. I went to every I went to every game in 2004 and that Honestly, out of all 13 of them, that's my favorite. Mm. Yeah, that that uh, that game was super fun to watch. Um, complete, uh, like you said, the first half completely rewatchable. The second half went by really quick because we got the ball mm-hmm. and we just ran it. Yeah, and then didn't do much. But uh, it was that, isn't it the the fewest times that Rocky Top was played in that stadium since. And ever, I think it's the record for the fewest times Rocky Top because they didn't like they played it and they just like never played it. Plus, the second half was like a half an hour long. Uh, yeah. I'll say the 20, 2013, uh, they also did not play it very much, <laughs> I can uh, if at all. Yeah, that game was also super, was also, super short. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was I, fun. I would, I was also at that game. That game was a lot of fun. Yes, um, it was. It was not as much fun as 2004, although I did not almost get into a fight in that one. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, and, and, and here it is. I, I'll, I'll just go ahead and lay it out for you. Some Tennessee fans that were sitting behind us eventually took exception to the fact that we were standing up so much. And when they finally said something about it, I turned around and said, why don't you stop us from scoring? <laughs> that was a, uh... That was one of the many, uh, many uh, games where James and I were in the same place and didn't know it. Uh, yeah, that's before, true. That's before we knew each other. Uh, but that one was fun. Definitely fun. Oh, that stadium is uh, total. Uh, it's awful. It's, I actually it's the, really oh, enjoyed that stadium. It's one of the three worst stadiums I've been to. 
It is if you gross and old. if you sit in the lower bowl, yeah, it's, it's fine. Actually, nice. Yeah, yeah. But if you are in the upper deck, it's one of the worst stadiums in the it's, SEC. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Uh, the lower bowls was it was fine, and, and it felt kind of cool because it if it, it feels old but modern down there, like old but well kept. I guess sure. is better way to put it. The the anything below the lower bowl is just it. It's awful. It's so bad. They need to bulldoze that place and build something else because it is it's really bad it's a lot of stadium to have to renovate cool cool uh cool setting it's right on the river right on the old tennessee oh, beautiful all and yeah ground. the the 2014 game or excuse me the 2004 game uh we actually tailgated in the parking deck that separates the stadium from the tennessee river mm. uh, nice yeah so we were in a it was a it was a vip parking deck uh, Tiger Walk was right out, was right underneath that parking deck. Uh, so going in, we got, uh, we irritated a whole lot of high money Tennessee people. Sure. And then when we got back to the car after the game, they were all gone. <laughs> yeah. Again, they all left at halftime. Because that stadium was uh, empty in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It, it was, there were more. I have never been in, I've been in Nayland Stadium twice. I have never been in there where, when Auburn fans were outnumbered in the second half. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a COVID stadium. <laughs> yeah, it, it really emptied out in, in 13, too. Uh, we we moved down to the lower bowl in, like, the third quarter because we were just killing them so bad. Uh, Chief, what's your rewatchable? <sighs> Man, I've been thinking about it. I, it I didn't even so when we discussed this in the Slack, I didn't even see the original question. I thought we were just talking about favorite games, and so I mentioned uh, 2006 LSU, which is was a phenomenal game. That to is be a at. great game. I don't think I'd ever want to watch that again. It's, it's a seven stress seven nightmare. <laughs> it is. It is like it, nothing. Nothing happens in that game. We scored once. They scored once. But buddy, it was so fun to be at, uh, and, and I think that. Uh, not to get off on a wild tangent here, I think that is a little bit of the difference in um, how football used to be and how it is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't even know if that game was that fun to watch on TV. Just being there for that game was amazing. But trying to go back and watch it, like I said, would be a chore because there's no scoring. There's there's nothing happening for most of the game. You're just big defensive battle or whatever. It reminds me a lot, those games – Thinking about them now remind me a lot of like World Cup soccer games when there's a lot on the line because yeah, yeah. the score might be one nothing, but right. the amount of stress, yeah, and the tension exactly. and release, like what makes to me soccer a superior sport than most sports is that there's no sport that builds up so much tension and then relieves it, releases it right. so much. As soccer, the tension to a goal. Right, right. I I, uh, I call it the tantric sex of sports. Sure. <laughs> well put. But, like, I think that 06 LSU game was as close as a yeah American football game can get. It was because well, of the way the game was played back then. And we don't we – don't, and I might go back and contradict myself. I actually might want to go watch it again because you don't, you don't see it. Like, you would never see two top five teams – have a seven to three game or like, you just wouldn't see it. Like it's yeah. not going to happen these days. 
Um, and just as a, a article or a, a weird example of how things used to be, it, it would be a good one to watch. Um, I, I I'd watch anything from thirteen again. I think that's as fun as our offense ever was. Anything from ten. Um, I've watched. I, I think the most I've watched. I've watched the national championship more than anything else. But that's not. We can't. We're 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 looking outside yeah. that. Um, Florida in what was it? Oh seven or was that oh six as well? Both of them were phenomenal. And and they're both worth a rewatch. The, the one at home is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, that, oh, that would be oh six. Oh six, yeah. So that that one I have watched uh, more than once, uh, probably three or four times at this point, um, just because it, it it was actually a fun like uh, for the time. A lot of points were scored in that game, although it's not nearly what you would see now. Um, so that that's a great one to go back and watch um nothing from the last five or six years i don't think other than uh lsu from 14 guys let me read you the stats from that 2006 lsu game yeah yeah let's hear this yeah this is this has got to be good lsu was outrushed by auburn auburn had 38 38 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown as a team. <laughs> 38 carries for 72 yards as a team. LSU had 23 carries for 42 yards and zero touchdowns as a team. Yet, LSU had three more first downs, 16 first downs to Auburn's 13. LSU had 269 yards passing to Auburn's 110 Auburn had 110 yards passing and 70 yards rushing for a total of 182 yards total offense to LSU's 311. So so if you wonder why we fired uh, our our wonderful offensive coordinator, Al Borges, uh, this is one of the reasons why. Auburn turned Um, the ball over. LSU did not. Yeah. Now – uh, let's remind everyone who was playing quarterback for the LSU Tigers. Jamar, number one pick in the draft, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, number one pick in the draft, yeah, number Marcus one Russell. overall pick, Jamarcus Russell. And like based on this game, he was twenty for thirty-five for two hundred and sixty-nine yards with seven point seven yards per attempt and a quarterback rating of one hundred twenty-one. His counterpart, Brandon Cox, was eleven for twenty. 55% completion percentage for 110 <laughs> yards with a yards per attempt of five. I oh, know, sorry. An average yards per attempt of three. And a quarterback rating of 91. And he threw a pick. Brandon Cox did. Joe Marcus did not. LSU uh, didn't turn the ball over and lost this yeah. game. LSU should have won this game by two touchdowns and lost yeah. seven to three. But, but who who had a rushing touchdown in that game? Brandon Cox. Brandon Cox. That's right. Be Cox, baby. I love Cox. The only touchdown this game was scored by Brandon Cox on a third and goal. I I remember so much of that game. Um, it was so 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 hot. Yeah, it was so oh, hot. dude, it was and so it was, freaking hot, man. And oh. it was it was a it was a two thirty kick. 230? It was a yep. CBS game. 
but it was it was back when CBS would do the double header of Auburn LSU in the afternoon and Florida Tennessee at yep. night. So we got a CBS game, but we didn't even get the good CBS crew. It was like <laughs> uh, Carter, what's his name, and you know some other guy, some guys that were doing the game instead of <laughs> instead of Vern and Gary, and then. It was because we had they opened the student section at I think eleven thirty that morning. Yeah, dude, I was out there all freaking morning waiting to get in, oh, and yeah. then all day in there waiting for the game to start. I still maintain that the fastest I have ever drank a beer in my life was <laughs> we walked out of that game, and we happened to run into a guy that my dad worked with when I was a little kid. Uh, his tailgate spot was in the parking lot um, next to Louder as we're walking back towards, kind of towards Mama G's. And we happen to run into him and he says, Hey, you want a beer? And I said, I sure do. He handed me a Bud Light. <laughs> I didn't even care that it was a Bud Light Coors Light. I, he could have handed me anything in the world. I opened it, turned it up, and in two, what felt like two sips, I was done with whatever he handed me. And I was like, can I have one more? <laughs> because <laughs> I have, I have never been that miserable after a win. Guys, LSU only so ran like hot. 62 plays in this game. <laughs> like these, these games are this so, a, they, it's a different they, sport. It's a different sport. Yeah. It's a different sport. And it, it's literally only 15 years ago. Brandon Cox's it's rushing line. a completely line. different sport. Brandon Cox had eight rushing. This is a total college football counting sacks rushing attempts line. Yes, but it's yeah. but it's worth reading. Eight attempts for negative 17 yards <laughs> with an average of negative two yards per rush and a touchdown. Five uh, Auburn I, Tigers took carries in this game and only one of them had more than Ten had more than eleven yards, and it was Kenny Irons with seventy. Okay. I, I was going to say, can I? Let's see if I can name the five. It's uh, obviously Brandon Cox, Kenny Irons, Brad Lester, Carl Stewart. There was a receiver end around. Is the trick? Uh, Rod Smith. Nope. Yeah. Oh. Preacher uh, Rodriguez. Yep. Preacher. No, it's Courtney Taylor. Oh yeah, he's still on the team. At that oh, he, point. Had, he was still on the team in 06. That's right. One right. carry for 11 yards, three catches for 22 yards. They were covering him Probably. like white on rice by yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 8-6 is not beating us again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know who had a catch in that game? is Gabe McKenzie. That's right. He's a, a tight end. It later would be a defensive end who almost had a pick six against LSU in <laughs> – 2008. No, he he had a pick six. Yes, that's right. No, wait, he had a pick six. He he Uh, did have a pick six, and he only played like six snaps in the DE or something like that. It's crazy. Like he never, he barely played. All right, Will, what's yours? Auburn game you could rewatch. That's not a championship game or Iron Bowl. Well, I'm gonna kind of go new school here since you guys kind of went back a little bit because obviously I'm the the more recent of the Auburn fandom than you guys. Um, for me, it's 2016 Arkansas. That was just the 56-3 to game. Um, oh, I, believe that, I believe Arkansas was ranked like 18th. We were 23rd. And the first play, 
Auburn had the ball. Eli stubbed end around to the house, and it was it was on, and it was just. Um, I think if I remember correctly, when I got to the end of the game, I was like, "Well, folks, we have roasted the pig." And uh, I have a lot of family in Arkansas, and I don't think they appreciated me saying that too too much. <laughs> and, um, that's 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 kind of what I remember from that game. But that game, just all the I, what we ran for what five hundred and fifty ish yards that game. Yeah, you know, it's funny we were just talking about a game. It. It's funny we were just talking about a game where we ran for so little, <laughs> and now we're talking about a game we ran for so much. I don't know what I don't know what. If you had, if you could have taken the 2006 Auburn team that suited up against LSU and put them in the stands, like take them in a time machine and put them in the stands for that Arkansas game, I don't know if they would have done. They've been like, "What the heck is this? This is like a different. It's a different planet. Yeah. These guys are yeah. running up to the line well, and then just running the ball down the middle for hundreds of yards." What's so crazy Sean, about it? Sean White would have ran for more yards in that game than any than anyone in the yeah. 2006 LSU game. Sure. Yep. He Eli Stove had more yards on one play than Kenny Irons had in that <laughs> LSU game. It, it it's it's so crazy because, uh, like you said, that was that wasn't even 15 years. That was no. eight years, <laughs> right? Am I doing my math right? Yeah, it's 14, not like yeah. that. That LSU. It would have been 10 years. It, there have been 10 years between those two games. It isn't like that stat. Oh, yeah, of six, 16 6. Yeah. The crazy stat for the – you know, basketball's changed so much. And I shared that stat that Steph Curry made 96 threes in the month of yeah. April. And uh, Larry Bird once led the NBA in 1985 with 82 threes made. So Steph made more – made considerably more in a month than Larry did. That's one a game. In 1985, he made one a game, and everybody was like, this guy is a shooting savant, and he made one three a game. And obviously the NBA's changed, but college football changed, and it changed quick. Yeah, it's it's wild. And and to think that we hired Al Borges because he was this, like, not innovator, but he was this, he was a hot hot shot. Like he ran this West Coast. He was in a, he was an innovator. I remember the press conference where he was like, "We're going to put Carnell and Ronnie on the field at the same time." Everybody yeah. was like, "Well, this guy's genius." <laughs> but like, <laughs> it didn't last long. His we regressed on offense every year after '04. But that '04 offense was fun as all get out. To I watch. would I would also submit that anytime we have a defensive head coach. And the same OC, they regress each year, it seems. Yeah. And it's because that head coach just wants to do a little bit of med- – let me get a little bit in there on that on that offense. You're being a little too – Yeah. You're having a little too much fun. Too much fun over there on that offense. Yeah. The, the 05 offense was still good because we led the yeah, SEC right. in 2005. But it was really when Mix, Obamanu, and Arimashadu graduated – Right. That was that was crossing the line because on a West Coast offense, you really have to rely on the receivers to know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And all, when all you have is Courtney Taylor, uh, and, wait, Carl Stewart. <laughs> Carl yeah, yeah, Stewart. Carl, we can we can only run the Carl Stewart play so yeah. many times a game. That Carl Stewart wheel route was undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. No, and I used to run on NCAA to just thousands of yards a season. 
to Carl Stewart. Oh, yeah. All right. So now we're going to change gears a little bit. And by that, actually, you know what? I'm going to throw one out that no one has said that I actually am going to rewatch it. I have not rewatched now thinking about it is 2019 Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. That one's phenomenal. Because that was just a complete I, I, blowout. And I haven't rewatched yeah. it at all. Oh, I've, yeah, I've, I've watched the offensive only cutups a couple of times. It's it's beautiful. I mean, that's because it, there's there's there are, nothing that state can do. There were game. times. I mean, other than the 17 Georgia game, but I don't really want to count that either because it's a kind of a rivalry game. Obviously, the 17 Georgia game is about that is the highest the Gus Malzahn era got after 13. I would say the 17 UGA game was. An absolute yeah whipping. destruction. It was a yeah, we, whipping we of the highest it. order on a, offense. A dog and crap whipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A team that talent wise, Auburn was pretty incredible from an NFL talent wise at that moment, and then it just kind of it kind of went away. But but for that yeah, one I, moment, it was pure possibility. If if there there's two games, uh, thirteen Arkansas super fun. I was at that one. Uh, it's fun because there uh, there was a sniper there somewhere if you you recall, uh, and we also blew him out. Uh, and then uh, fourteen LSU. I really really need to go back and watch, rewatch that one uh, because I I missed uh, the first half uh, or part of the first part of the game. You you and I have talked about that before. That remains one of the best sporting days for both me and Chief. That's right. Because earlier that morning, Stephen Naismith oh. out of nowhere was oh. a hat trick, trick against Chelsea. Chelsea in a unbelievable was it a three one or a four one Everton win. I think it was a three one. I think that's right. Well, Everton, yeah. a grand old club, doesn't often. <laughs> Demolish one of the big six, and when they do, it's worth a toast. Yeah. Also, I believe that's the same day Sergio Aguero went off and scored like six goals, and I had him in captained in fantasy, so he scored me like seventy-two. <laughs> Sergio Coon uh, Aguero. That's right. <laughs> this is when I take on the role of Ryan and just watch, listen to y'all talk about soccer, and just like, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> well, Speaking of which, it's, it's important. It's important because I use that as an icebreaker yes. to talk to Chief. That's right. And that's really the genesis of our, our true in real life friendship. That's right. One of the best th- one of the things that they didn't tell you was that as good as it used to be in college getting up and watching game day, it is so much better to get up and watch soccer. Soccer. Oh yeah. And then go into tailgating. That is that's the move. Yep. Speaking of of niche sports. I'm now three episodes in on the formula one document uh, thing on Netflix that everyone's talking about. Mm. I'm season one, episode three, and I'm already looking up Red Bull merchandise on the internet. <laughs> out if I have a team and I'm already thinking like that other, some other sports that aren't as popular in the United States are idiots for not trying to do this exact same thing. Cause like I love bike racing and they don't even care. They don't care that no one watches them because they would never try to make something this good. Um, Will, what's, what is your basketball one? Oh, well, 
I will have to go with, and we're not doing championships, and we're not doing Iron Bowl. Um, no IBOBs. Okay. Well, I'm going to go 2019 Tennessee, not the SEC title game, but I'm going to go the regular season game um, because that was my last home game as a student. I was in line at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was the very first one there at Auburn Arena. Um, I don't think any of the managers or anybody was in, like nobody was out there. It was just me. And um, just the excitement, the buildup was, was awesome. Um, you know, had a really good feeling about that game. And then that was a really good basketball game. Yeah. And it was, a, you know, back and forth game. You know, Tennessee controlled that game for a good bit of the first half. They led by double digits for a moment. And then Auburn made the comeback towards half. Then they came back, took the lead, and it just was a back and forth game. And then the play that I'll never forget is with about a minute 20 left. Um, I think it was Jared that dri- drove the ball into the paint. And Grant Williams blocked the shot right into the arms of Samir Doughty for a three splash. That was that was the moment I knew we were going to win the game, and just yeah. the significance of it. And it's just like you know, this team has finally hit their stride at the right time. You know, we'll see. You know, and of course, this was we still had eight more games to win before we got to the Final Four. But you know, coming leaving leaving the arena, it was just like you know, we got a good shot at making a run here in Nashville. Little did I think we'd end up in Minneapolis. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was a heck of a that was a heck of a run. So that's probably my favorite. I mean, basketball for me is a lot t- tougher to pick. But when I when people ask me what my be- most favorite basketball game is that I could rewatch or, or relive, it's it's that Tennessee game at home. I think I would agree. That's a great game. I'd also say remind everyone that beating Kentucky in the Elite Eight was a championship game, so that one does not count. Yep. Um, yeah, that that would be mine. Uh, yeah, I've, I've watched that game probably twenty times. Mine is the twenty nineteen Murray State game mm, versus okay. Ja Morant because that was I a like to watch Ja. I want to watch Ja Morant cook, but also like Auburn played a really good basketball. Like that was yeah, pretty good team yeah. basketball against a you had the other team had a singular moment, a singular player. And literally four do other guys. It could have been me, the, the three of us, the four of us, because <laughs> they they was, didn't have much for Auburn except for Ja. And then Auburn had, I think that was a really good Chuma game, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it was it was Chuma versus Ja Morant. It was it was two future NBA stars, hopefully for Chuma, definitely mm-hmm. for Ja. That's that's one of two home games I've missed that year. Oh, I was in a wedding. Santa Abby was there. Yeah, I was in a wedding that day, I remember. But I remember, so Ja Morant and Murray State played JSU up in Jacksonville. And so I made sure to go see Ja up there. And uh, I remember, of course, I know to Fort Payne here, Chief. I remember sitting four rows behind old Randy Owen. Oh, yeah. The court at, a, at that game. But that was, my, that was when I got to go see Ja play. And I wanted to see Ja just as much as y'all did. So... That was, board of, uh, it was actually JSU 2018. Member Randy Owen, I believe is what that is. It was 2018, and if you don't, if you remember, it was Jared found Samir for a corner three that basically sealed it because it was it was 93 yeah, 88. Oh yeah, tight game. Because Ja had, had 25 points. <laughs> if I remember right, 
Auburn kind of controlled the game for a while, and then in the last two minutes, really let Murray back into the game. Yeah, yeah. And then that kind of killed it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Murray had this other guard, Buchanan, at twenty-one, and mainly was because everyone's chasing John Morant. Yeah, he played really well. Buchanan, Tevin, I think Tevin Brown, freshman from Fairhope, was on that team. He had nineteen. Really good player. Yeah. Um, Austin Wiley did his the thing that he used to do against small schools, and he had. 17 points and 10 assists. Oh, 10 rebounds. 17 and 10. <laughs> I was going to say. 10 assists. Jesus, Louise. That would have been, been phenomenal. He's Jokic. Um, yeah. Well, anybody else have a basketball one they've watched? North Carolina in the tournament. Yeah. It, I mean, if yeah, if that one doesn't count, that would be – that would definitely be one. That one counts. Um, that one counts. Since it's not – yeah. Kentucky is technically a championship game because it was a championship in the regional. That um, that one in Kansas, those two games are the ones I've watched the most of, of any games because they're just it's just a joy to watch both of them because we we dominate both those teams. Um, yeah, I've gone back and watched those two a lot because I was on a boat for both of them. That's so right. I, one of the Kansas game, I I literally I woke up at two in the morning. And started scrolling through Twitter and realized what had happened. Um, yeah, the North Carolina game, we actually we did get to watch the second half uh, because if you're ever on a, a a boat in international waters during the NCAA tournament, <laughs> ESPN has the international feed of of March Madness, but you're kind of stuck to one game. Yeah, it's so not, not full array. Right. Whatever one game they want to show. Thankfully, while they didn't show the first half of Auburn, North Carolina, they showed the second half. <laughs> and that was that wound up being a lot of fun. Uh, I I can't say it's one that I've rewatched a lot because I can't find it. But it if there if I could find it on YouTube and it was the one game I could I could watch the most, I would watch it the most is the win over Wake Forest. In the 2003 tournament, hmm. uh, we were a 10 seed. They were a two seed, and I was back home and outside of Winston Salem when this game happened because it was during spring break. Yeah, and uh, we got to we watched the game at home uh, just because we didn't want to end up getting in fights in town. <laughs> but after the game, we went out and uh, wore all our stuff at a bar right next to Wake Forest Baptist <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> just phenomenal. Just absolutely fantastic. As we uh a- after we whipped up on I think that was the Josh Howard and um oh gosh, they had a big Eastern European dude that wore 13 that uh that was their center. And y'all might be able to re- remind me of his name, but yeah that was that was a fun win. It's a whole different thing thinking about basketball. All right, let me ask you another question about football then. Is there a loss that you rewatch? First of all, James Vitas Danilus is probably who you're thinking of from Wake Forest. Danilus, oh, yeah, Lithuanian name. Yeah, Lithuanian guy. Yeah. Yep. Loss. Eastern European. Yes. For me, for me, it's 2019 game one against Kentucky. It's the game at Auburn Arena. I mm. I watched that game a lot, even though I know it was a great game. game. 
that was a phenomenal, just a phenomenal atmosphere, phenomenal game. Um, you know, when when uh, uh, Jared hit the th- uh, hit the three to put us up by like, and every, the place just went nuts, and then they fouled on the other end, and it all happened. Like the whole thing just kind of happened so quick, but that was a phenomenal basketball game, high quality, two really good teams. Um, that's an easy one for me, honestly. All right. Football or basketball, Chief and James, a loss. Is there a loss you would you would actually rewatch? I'll put it this way: no. I, have, I have yet to watch the Virginia game again. Uh, I'll I don't think I ever can, <laughs> and I haven't watched the FSU loss either. No chance. Uh, I've watched highlights of both, but that's all I can do. I actually didn't get to watch the FSU game at all because I was out of the country and then like I was in Rwanda. <laughs> And didn't have a stable internet connection. So I was following it. I followed the whole game on GameCast. And I've still never seen moving images of that of that football game. I mean, there's a lot of great plays in that game that I could recommend. But, you know, thankfully the the university put out a highlight video that literally stops with, with Trey Mason's touchdown uh, at where he should have taken a knee. Um that would be one of them. A loss that that bothered me a lot, but it it never bothered me from a standpoint of we screwed this up. Um, is two thousand two Florida? Mm. Uh, yeah, a yeah. loss in over in overtime. Um, we miss had, a chip shot field goal that would have won it. I had toilet. Pa- I was I was watching that one in, in my dorm room at the Commons, and I had toilet paper like in my lap. I was sitting in a, the desk chairs provided by the Commons in front of this little, you know, thirty-two inch, well, not even that, probably twenty-eight inch TV, and, and with toilet paper in my lap, ready to run to tumors, man. And ugh. Ryan, if yeah, you listen to this, Duke, the Commons Duke was Duke a dorm Ball. across the street from campus. <laughs> Duval kicks it into his lineman's ass. Oh, Jesus. It wasn't even blocked. Um, Duval. I mean, it, it was a, it was a 28. Uh, I, I, I start getting mad now thinking about it. Yeah. Let's, this is, this <laughs> Cause really it was just, it, it's, and, and the reason I can, I can rewatch parts of it is because we were so down and out because Carnell breaks his leg yeah, in right. that game. And we still almost won it. And, yeah, and we still we find a way to come back with a long touchdown, pass, a long catch and run by Ronnie, uh, and, and then a couple of two point conversions, and find a way to tie that game after we were down twenty three nine to come back and tie it twenty three all, um, and then end up missing the field goal. They score first in overtime, and uh, and we can't match it. Uh, but that was. If you look back at that game, yeah, Carmel broke his leg. Cobb was terrible. I mean, absolutely so just terrible in that game. What else is new? That was, yeah, I know. That was the turning point of the 2002 season. From that moment on, we were a completely different team, and the only game we lost to the end of the season was when – you know, play a Georgia team that only lost one game that year. That Georgia, uh, oh. and that Georgia game we still like. Worse. If you talk to any anybody that was at that game, you just you think about that and groan, just like Chief just did. Yeah, because we had them. Had them. 
and, and they ran the same freaking play five times and then finally scored sure on the did. fifth time. But it, it, it wouldn't have ever mattered if we could have gotten one first down running yep. the football in the yep. fourth quarter of that game. But of course, Carnell had broken his leg in the Florida game and then Ronnie got hurt and Brandon Johnson got hurt. And we didn't have any real preparation, you know, hindsight being what it is, of course. We had Trey Smith, who had, who had, you know, yeah. had, was great the next week, but, uh, or week after, whatever it was. Yeah. And I think the only that's loss why, I, yeah, that's, I, I can... That's why I can't watch that Georgia game again. Right. I know. But the Florida game, you know, it's... You, you kind of see the start of what that was going to be. Yeah. I know it doesn't count, but I would say the 09 Iron Bowl I'd rewatch just because there was zero expectation. And it was so exciting you to know, almost beat that, that team. That, that's, that is, that's a good one. Uh, I, I think I could rewatch that one too. Because going into that game, I legitimately thought we were going to get beat by 75 points. I, I, see, I didn't. And it, because Alabama wasn't Alabama yet then. They're they were, not what they were yeah. now, but they were from they, a from a talent standpoint. I thought not, this team's got even yet. more guys than we got. I mean, because that was only saving second year. It was third year. He was out there. Oh seven. Oh yeah, seven. Remember? That's right. Two thousand seven. It's still like they weren't. They weren't crushing people like they. Uh, no, they were. They, they had. Do. That was the. I actually think that two thousand nine. Actually, 2010 was their best team, personally. Just because uh, in 2010, they were just suffocating people. They were the the, the, the Saban Boa constrictor had been perfected. Yeah, but they lost, they lost two games that year. To so, Steven Garcia uh, and Cam Newton. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think... No, they lost three games that year. Three, that's right, yeah. That's right. I think the 09 team was maybe maybe been better because the 09 team Ingram wins the Heisman. Yeah, but come on. But he wins the Heisman because come on, this team was just suffocating people, and he was scoring touchdowns, and they'd win fourteen to six. You can do Jack against Auburn though. No. No. Yeah, he had what forty yards. Something and like started that. Jonathan Evans. Yeah. The only football player I ever had a class with. <laughs> I also think I rewatched. I would rewatch. I haven't the thirteen LSU game because it was similar. Yeah, that one's not bad. Because the second yeah. half, you could see the team kind of figure it out. Yeah, the second half That's of that true. game is worth watching because it really it's like you you put yourself in a hole and you're trying to dig your way out of it. The mm. onside kick that gets reviewed and given to LSU, it irritates you still. Right. Because there's really no conclusive evidence either way. Right. It's just one of those where they just stuck with something. I watched that game from a bar at the in Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> well, I had a bunch of people <laughs> I was supposed to be at the game with, the Rockies game, and I was up in the bar in the stadium watching the, the Auburn game during the baseball game. Nice. I just remember from that 13 LSU game, you know, kind of, you know, from afar looking back at it, 
you know, watching that, and I'm like, you know, Auburn's really made a lot of progress since we last saw them in 2012, and that was kind of the, it's like, you know, give them, you know, give them a few games, they might make some noise this year. Little we knew what was going to happen later that year, obviously, but you, you just kind of saw how far they had come on that 2013 LSU game. Yeah. All right, well, that's, that's legitimately all that I had for today, guys. Was it open-ended question? I think you guys crushed it, too. It's a fun one at the end. It 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 was a a question that led to some good discussion, and I always like reminiscing about old Auburn. And James coming on was nice. I like having the guys like James and Drew and Josh who can think about like the '95 La Tech game or whatever and hold it up like it's gym (laughs) and look at it from every (laughs) angle. I I like Will filling in for uh, for Ryan for the uh, the 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 younger guys. The Pokemon generation. Well, yeah. I play Pokemon. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if y'all want me to wax poetic on that 90 Florida State game, uh, I can. That re- reminds me of my – I have a buddy whose dad is a big Alabama fan. And when I met him was in 04, so Alabama hadn't done much since Stallings. Mm-hmm. And he had that 92 national championship VHS tape in the VHS player because no one else no they, there was no need for a VCR so he just stayed in the VCR plugged into the TV and you'd go to their house and be talking football and he'd go hey you want to watch 92 next year and they had the DVD player on it because early 2000s no one's watching VCRs you, you want to watch that tape no man I'm, I'm okay I'm okay man yeah. queued up ready to go was, I, I, I wish there was more of that game available. I think the the only YouTube clip that's available is, uh, and, and really, it's it's a phenomenal play, and it would have blown up Twitter had it happened uh, live. Florida State's looking at a fourth and long at about their at about Auburn's forty or forty five yard line, and they decide to go for it in a tie game. Game's tied at seventeen rather than punting the ball, I think now, given that we have overtime, they probably would have punted the ball. Um, but at the time we didn't, you know, if, if it ends in a tie, it ends in a tie. They decide to go for it. And instead of gaining yardage or an incomplete pass or, you know, that worst case scenario, Casey Weldon is hit by Ricky Sutton and then like stumbles 10 yards backwards and then falls down to the point where he lost 20 yards on 4th and 10. Which, as if if you listen to the the Auburn radio version of the uh, the highlights, Jim Fife literally says Auburn is now only one first down from their own field goal attempt. (laughs) Auburn would then, you know, I think gain a couple of yards and throw a couple of incomplete passes. We had fourth and eight and Stan white found Herb Casey on a crosser for a first down on fourth and eight that picked up about 20 yards. Um, and then Jim Von Weil made the, made the game winner and only barely made it. Um, you know, if the, if the goalposts were probably two, two, maybe two yards Taller, it would have hit the goalpost. 
Um, but it went kind of over and just inside. And, uh, and that was good enough to eventually win the game. Uh, it was a phenomenal game. I, I, I highly recommend it. But un- unfortunately, all that's on YouTube is, is that last little bit. Do we know if uh, the archivist Drew Mack has a copy of this game? I believe he does. I have Ooh. it on. I have it on VHS, if nothing else. Drew Mack is a hero to us all, and he has all of these games digitally with the Auburn radio call. It is unbelievable. <laughs> so if you know Drew McCracken, you know send him a couple bucks on Venmo. Maybe he'll let you watch a game. <laughs> Send me a couple bucks and I'll introduce you. All right. Until next week. I hope everybody listening has a War Eagle weekend. Stay safe. War Eagle. We're done.